What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck, a.k.a. the man behind the can at Seltzer Time Official. Here, as always, with my conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch about Worcester, Travis. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. And per usual, we are stoked that you're here. Uh, this week on the show, we're talking about the newest and coolest networking group that's about to hit Worcester. But before we do that, let's do a quick check-in. Hey, Dick Chuck, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, buddy? Um, I'm uh, doing pretty I saw good, you were getting your You were getting your pilot's license or something this weekend. <laughs> yep, I'm taking to the skies. No, That's going to uh, save us so much time. <laughs> I figured if Taylor Swift can take her private jet everywhere, so can't I. Dude, it's just easier if I fly myself. I get the two of you confused all the time, so it's about time. Excuse me, it happens. Yeah, we um shot down to Long Island for a couple nights. Went over to the, uh, there's like an official name, I forget what it's called, but the Air and Space Museum over by where the Islanders play. <laughs> I was super okay. excited for that until we walked in and then I was very captivated by the the aircrafts. <laughs> have yeah, you been to the cool. National Air and Space Museum down in D.C.? I have not, no. It seemed from your pictures that it had that kind of feel to it and like that was my favorite of the Smithsonian's. Ah, Okay. Yeah, there's three. So, like, I was looking it up. There's, I think there's three of them. Um, there's the one on Long Island. There's the one in D.C. And then there's one in uh, maybe, like, Oregon or something. Okay. It's not, like, a NASA museum. It's, like, another one of these, like, there's, like, a West Coast version. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it was it was fascinating. I didn't realize, like, how busy Long Island was. I guess it's, like, the number one... <laughs> Or the, it's like the largest or the busiest airspace in the country just because of like all the flights taken off of like out oh, of New York and and then like Boston, like just everywhere kind of flies over there. So it was kind of fascinating. I did not realize that. Yeah, I will cool. admit that I didn't know you were at a museum at first because the first photo I saw was you and your buddy sitting in the cockpit. So I'm like, <laughs> who the hell did this dude befriend that is a private pilot? Uh, to be fair, he does have his pilot license. Does he really? <laughs> so, yeah, he actually could teach me how That's to fly. That's cool as hell. But yeah, no, I was not. I didn't leave the ground. I <laughs> it was the or at least like I left the ground, but I got into a cockpit, and that cockpit right. was firmly planted. So uh, cool. I did leave the ground. I, I yeah. went to New Orleans, which was absolutely incredible. I mean, it looked very, very cool. Yo, shout out to Moga, shout out Marcus, shout out uh, literally everybody else that gave me hot tips about where to eat. There's so much good food, so much good times down there, dude. Like, I don't know. My mission here in Worcester isn't done, but Nikki and I were talking. We, I could see myself living in New Orleans. Really? Yeah, it's it was that right. kind of connection. That's cool. I've only been there once. It was for one night. Um, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm but sure I you did. I don't know if I could live there. I don't. I mean, I honestly, I don't know. I think the only place I've ever been that I could live that was within the United States was Seattle. Um, really? Yeah, I don't know. I've been there a couple times, and every time I'm like, "Yup, this works for me." And uh, what's it called? I don't know. I went. To, there was like a beach in California. Where were we? I don't know. We were somewhere and it was really, really, really nice. And I was like, I spent the day on the beach and then the night at a Ducks game. And I was like, well, that works for me. So sounds cool. like you were near Anaheim. It was that area. Yeah. I forget the the exact beach. I'll think about it at some point. Probably during I'm episode. sure you will. But, uh, so there wasn't what, a ton of eat? beaches. Oh my God. Beignets. We had 
uh, po'boys, fried chicken. I had rice and beans, uh, king cake because Mardi Gras was in full effect. So we had to have some of the king cake. Uh, we did not have any gumbo. So that was one thing we what? messed up. Yeah. Well, just, we were only there for four nights, five days. So there's yeah. only so much food you can eat. And I had fried chicken every day. So. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Speaking just, of uh, king cake, we had king cake at Coney Island. <laughs> how was that? The Moga's, uh, how was the event? Dude, it was so sick. It was, it was fantastic. Um, how did it feel to be behind the bar again? Uh, I felt pretty good. Honestly, my knees and my feet hurt the next morning. <laughs> Because instead of wearing shoes with supports in them, I wore slip-on vans. So not much has changed since my time at the dive. But uh, but yeah, no, it was great. We saw a, a lot of familiar faces from the dive bar era. Um, some newer friends showed up, and it was just it was a really good time. The line was like so. He set up behind the bar. We all were behind the bar, like on the bar side of Coney. Okay. Um, he set up down one end, and then I was like pouring beers and stuff down the other, and the line to get food from him was like the entire that bar section wrapped out into the main cafe and all the way back to the bathrooms at one point. Like it was, and it was like that for hours. Like a proper Coney line. <laughs> uh, very much so. Yeah. It was crazy. That's so rad for him. Very, very crazy. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, being able to do something like that in that setting, uh, I thought was awesome. I mean, you have like the most, classic Worcester food establishment. And then like, you know, the new, not that he's new, he's been around for, I don't know, five or five years or five, five or six years. I now, mean, if you like, compare it to a hundred plus years of Coney. Yeah. Sure, Coney's literally been around a hundred years longer. <laughs> so it was just cool to have the two kind of meet and like everybody showed up for it. It was, it was a really, really good time. That's what's up. And the food was good. Food was great. I only had one dog cause the line started very quickly um so i had one at the end of the night and by the time i had one the none of us we were all just ready to go oh dead on i was like i just need something to eat just to get me to sleep (laughs) so it was but everything was so good every single person was like messaging me being like i need this recipe and i was like i'm not the person for that but also i don't think you're gonna get it (laughs) yeah good luck with that yeah but it was good yeah, ask any other chef for the recipe and see what happens. I, I know, right? I was like, oh, it doesn't work that way. But no, it was, it was great. Uh, dude, I like, so having, before going to New Orleans, only having Demoga's food at the back, like behind the dive, like I tasted stuff that were what he was trying to do. But like now that I've been to where he got a lot of his inspiration and learned his chops, I want to come back and try his food again because I'm just going to have another appreciation for it. Right. And like- we ate some really cool food, uh, but like some of the spots they have are even cool. Like we ate at this spot called Vessel, which was in a church. So it's a church that got redeveloped into a restaurant. And like, it was really fucking cool to have the high ceilings and, you know, stained glass windows, even though they didn't have the stations of the cross. Like I'm sure they did at some point. It was just That's a sick. different type of atmosphere. That's lots right. of art, I lots of culture. You yeah. Go I to church when the- you were there. I don't remember if I ate anywhere to be fully honest with you. It was that kind of trip. Yeah, it was weird. Do you remember if you earned some beads? I did not earn beads, but I did happen to be. So there was an episode of. Oh, man, I think it was a Kardashian episode. Like it was one of those. I think it was a Kardashian 
or or a Jenner. It was that show, but they were in New Orleans and they just happened to be there filming the night that like our whole crew was walking around. So okay. we did, and I didn't even realize it, but we did walk by while they were on a balcony, like yelling out there and stuff like that. And there were beads throwing. There was no like earning of beads. It was more just like for show hey. for camera. Yeah. Um, but Weird. it was still really, really cool to, to be around that, that type of stuff. So turns out Nikki and I were trying to go outside of Mardi Gras and we thought we were going before Mardi Gras, but they celebrate that shit for like two weeks. So <laughs> we were in there in the heart of Mardi Gras and there were definitely beads earned. That's awesome. So it was, oh, uh, yeah. I'll be honest. It wasn't as much of an experience like that part of it. It was just kind of fine. And truth be told, like most of the people that earned the beads, let's say most of the women that earned the beads we're not necessarily the women that you would like hope would want to earn the beads. And if anything, that's what you deserve. It's these empowered women that have maybe a little older, maybe a little, uh, you know, yeah. less than ideal model bodies, but they're still proud of who they are and they're ready to show it. And it's like, yeah, girl, get it. That's what's up. So, yeah. I've never, I've never done the Mardi Gras thing. I highly doubt I would ever do the Mardi Gras thing at this point in life. Like, I barely can stand up after bartending at Coney Island. So <laughs> the idea of we, doing, we a, doing like Mardi Gras nine to 12 miles a day while we were there. Oh my God. That's I, I'm jealous of that. That's pretty awesome. And then I know we're not releasing the video, but we went to Turkey and the wolf, which is an awesome spot uh, that Brian brothers, Bob, Brian O'Donnell's brother, Bob cooks at. Oh, um, cool. So I got to go say hi to him and, he set us up with, so we had this like ham sandwich. I, poor Nikki, I croque didn't realize. A croque madame? A, nah, I don't think monsieur. I, I think it was just a smoked ham. It had cranberry, some Duke's mayo. It sounds great. <laughs> Anything with mayo and ham, I'm into. Like legit, it was perfect. And it's because we had just walked three miles to get there. And like, I was trying to get there before they closed. And so I was rushing Nikki and she was done. So they do like a, a deep fried uh, chicken pot pie, or they do like cool. all this other real delicious food. I just didn't have it in me. I was sweating bullets and I'm like, I'll have your ham sandwich, please. <laughs> but then Bob O'Donnell uh, set us up with uh, soft serve, which he poured this tamarind sauce on. It was like a okay. smoked sesame sauce. It was fucking good. Real that. good. That's yeah. awesome. It was nice. Like sound, sounds like a good time. Did you guys catch any good music? I'll be honest, we didn't catch as much as we should have. Ah, there were bands playing out on the street, but we didn't see a second line. We yeah. saw a Mardi Gras parade, which was insane. Like the big Mardi Gras floats that you see on the the TV or like the movie depictions of Mardi Gras. Yeah, fucking wild, and they're just That's chucking cool. shit. Like they're chucking beads upon beads out to just street lined with hundreds and thousands of people. That's and awesome. like every now and again, you'd get some chucklehead that takes an entire bag of beads and just chucks them down. So you oh, have geez. like this wad of beads. You're like, what am I doing with this? That's awesome. And Nikki was hungry for stuff. So she would run up right along the float. They all have what they call signature throws. So like okay. things that they're known for throwing out. So we saw the, the crew of the Knicks, which are these, uh, Crew of Druids, which are like weird nerdy dudes, all men with gold masks. And then Crew of Nyx, which were all like princesses and queens and shit. Okay. Crew of the Nyx, their signature throw is a purse. So Nikki got a couple of these clutch purses and stuff like that. That's rad. 
It was interesting. Definitely a different culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's its own its own world down there. But it's like I love it. I don't know. They have this sense of community that I I, I envy. Like there was there was not necessarily all across the the city, but there were these pockets of of people coming together with like similar goals and just trying to help each other. And it's essentially what I'm trying to to segue here. If you don't feel it, uh, trying essentially what I'm trying to do with, with no jerks, because we have this city that's filled with fantastic people, but we're all trying to operate individually or like trying to do our own things separate of one another. And our goals align more than they don't. So the fact that we should be able to pull each other together, meet everybody that's trying to do shit and just try to get cool stuff happening. Like, it's 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 time. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. I loved I really loved the <clears throat> the like question thing that you threw up in the story and like watching seeing the responses to that. I was like, okay, cool. People are into it. They're super engaged with what you're doing, which is all you can ask for. Um excuse me. But yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a super fun night. What I'm interested in. And so let's let's start the stage. Uh Together with Redemption Rock, we have partnered, uh, Hunchback Graphics and Seltzer Time has partnered with Redemption Rock to host the very first No Jerks Network. And what No Jerks Network essentially is, is a group of people that want to work with other people of value and of, of I don't know, that don't suck. Hunchback Graphics has a no asshole policy. So <laughs> when I was trying to come up with this idea, like there is a lack of networking groups within the city that you don't have to pay for or that aren't related to like the chamber of commerce and or let's just say i'm not a biggest fan of the chamber of commerce i feel like they're not doing as much for their people as they could be so instead it's all about who you know and that's what begets you success so let's just introduce a bunch of cool people to a bunch of other cool people so we're, we're all in the know so that we can all succeed that's right i'm excited um i think the idea is fantastic I think hosting it at Redemption Rock is, I think everything should just be held at Redemption Rock. <laughs> well, for a certain degree, like, so for a while, I think this is going to be at Redemption Rock, but I can also see this branching out because the whole idea, <laughs> nice. nice, Steve, the producer is holding up Hop Rocks. I still which, haven't been able to try that yet, but I'm so close. <laughs> um, That's awesome. But yeah, so like I, for now it's going to work at Redemption Rock, but I think I could see it working, you know, just moving around the city, helping out other businesses, you know, finding little restaurants that could use a bump on a Wednesday night. Yeah, that's sick. I love it. Fuck it, why not? Very, very excited. Do you, so like, I don't, are you, is there like a, do you have like a, a, this is weird, but do you have like a guest list? Like, do you have people that you know are coming or is it just like, they're just basing it off of like the social engagement? There's a bunch of people that said they were going to come. I have no idea who's actually going to roll through. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. When I first set this up, I was like, I'll be stoked if I got 20 people coming. Yeah. The sense now is that we're going to be around 50 to 60. That's a pretty good night. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's, it's growing fast and there are uh, people following the account that i don't know personally or i i don't even know at all that's the best i love like when that first started happening with seltzer time i was like wait what and then now i'm like i don't know most of the people <laughs> seltzer time it's fucking wild kid yeah it's a good time and i'm answering questions on there like you know as i'm not just travis duda 
you know, yeah. booger picker extraordinaire. Like booger picker. I don't know. It's just it's funny. But it's what to your point, man, there's a bunch of people that are hungry for this. Like the amount of people that want it is is pretty large. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's rad. And watching even just like the people that we know, like kind of develop their own thing, whether it's like a business or just like another social channel that they're running. There's a lot of people kind of doing their own thing. And I think we're going to see more of that. And more of those are going to kind of take that next level or that next step up to the next level. I think just having a, you know, the right contacts in your phone can kind of change, kind of change that. And also maybe speed up the process for some people, speed up the process for everybody involved, really. Oh, exactly. How fucking incredible would it be if we helped some young person of color who didn't know how to get their start in the city? We made them a couple connections, set them up with some, I don't know, just some options, and now they're able to succeed. Yeah, like shit. If that's what a community's supposed to do, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great idea. I'm very we'll very see. excited. I got I thought it was next weekend or next Wednesday. I mean, and I was like talking to you. I was like, oh yeah, or is it next? I don't know. March oh 8th. no, I, I thought it Wednesday, March eighth. Yeah, I thought it was the fourth, which is not a Wednesday. <laughs> I don't think the yeah, fourth is the melt place. opening. Yes, I was getting those two confused, and there's like, because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, my plan is to go to is to be at both, but I was oh, like, cool. oh, I'm doing this thing and then that thing, and then I'm, I had them swapped, and then I just looked at the Instagram. <laughs> I was like, never mind, I'm a week ahead of myself. Or it's okay. Weeks. Uh, I had somebody send me a message, uh, on February 9th being like, dude, I'm so sorry. I was up painting all night. My buddy Khalil Guzman, Jerry, he was on the show. Uh, I was, dude, I'm so sorry. I was up painting all night. I, I, I missed, I missed the networking event. I'm like, you haven't, you haven't Yo, missed you're anything. You're like man. a month ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. That's awesome. So no, it'll be a good time. I'm excited. Um, are there, you should try to find like a food, like a food sponsor. I was thinking sick. about that, right? We should have some kind of like finger foods available. It's definitely something to consider. Yeah, cool. But I think also, I mean, it is also the first one. See how it goes. <laughs> and that's exactly it. I don't it even know. Like my my biggest fear at this point is that there's a hundred people in the room all looking at me for like, all right, what do we do next? And I'm like, uh, uh, talk. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. That's the biggest, that's like the worst thing that can happen. And I don't want to do any like speed dating. I don't want to do any structured events. Like this is supposed to be essentially just a business party. Yeah. Are you going to say something? Like, are you going to like. I have promised no boring speeches. So I am going to make sure that I stay under two minutes. Like I'm going to get up on a mic, introduce who I am, talk about what this is supposed to be give some ideas on like how people can use the night and then piss off basically. Yeah. That's awesome. And like, I was talking to to both Nikki and my business partner about this and I see it. Here's the downside, right? I started this thing because I need a networking group, but what's probably going to happen is that because I've set this fucking thing up, I'm going to spend the night making sure that people are talking to people. So if I catch somebody just sitting at their table, not branching out, like looking like a wallflower, I'm going to take them and introduce them to somebody and get a conversation going. Cause I feel like that's my responsibility by trying to bring this group together. Yeah. But I think like that in return would fall back on, on, you, you know what I mean? People are like, oh, well, we know each other because of Hunchback. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a residual thing. And I agree, right? Like thinking back to talking to Kevin Lyman, right? This is this is something that I can do to help other people yeah. that will in turn help me. It's not yeah. the goal of it. The goal of it is to help other people, but yeah, yeah. The ultimate what will end up happening, which is interesting. Um, the question that I also keep getting is what happens if jerks come in? Because there's uh, a no jerks. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I don't, I mean, I'm thinking baseball bat to the kneecap. Nancy Kerrigan all over the place. <laughs> wasn't, that a, wasn't that a crowbar? <laughs> yeah. I think it was like a lead pipe. I don't, it oh. might have been a crowbar. I don't remember. It could have been. It was something pipe. like that. But I've made the one of my favorite things ever is to be like, oh, dude, just you just got a Kerrigan that person and you just club him in the back of the knee. I would never do that. I, I've never You've turned it into a verb. In my life. Yeah. Sick. That is sick. <laughs> No, my response is, is that I know they're coming and that's okay. Yeah. Like the point of the group isn't to exclude anybody. I don't want to be part of a group that excludes people. The point if, there, of the, if there's a jerk there, I'd hope that people don't work with them. And that's <laughs> like, the point, right? I think the group itself is going to weed out the people that don't share the mission. The people that don't share the ideas and share the mentality of how to approach this stuff. We will just not choose to work with that person. Yeah. Or in a perfect world, that person has presented some information and a, and a potential time to realize that they have an opportunity to stop being a jerk and mm. they could potentially find more success if they just stop being shitty. I don't know. Like it's, it's, it feels oversimplified, but it also feels like it makes sense. You know, it would be really cool if, Polar sponsored the event and gave everybody free seltzer. And in return, they were able to find somebody to work that social. They're looking for a social media. Yeah. Somebody willing to take 15 cents an hour to do their. Exactly. Exactly. We got some young people listening to this. Anybody looking to cut their teeth? You, I mean, you clearly are into seltzer or Worcester if you're listening to this podcast. So go ahead up Polar. They need the help. Yeah, well, I'll literally gift you content if you just get the job and bring some kind of life to their social media because it kills me. But you also better stay connected to us. Yeah, in return. And I guess it's not a gift. I'll trade you content for Seltzer. <laughs> Give me the goods. Please. Oh, speaking of which, dude, the new liquid death flavor. What? There's a new flavor? Yeah. So, all right. I was very, I didn't know anything about this. I kind of love this move, even though it's against everything I believe in, but I love it. So they, there was like an interview back in like December or something after some trade show. And they announced like what their next line of drinks is going to be. I'm very excited for it. They're going to be making iced teas. I had a feeling. I can't wait. But before that, they were like, oh, we have a mango. Is it mango? No, they already have mango. There's mangoes already out. What is it? It's melon. It's melon. So they're like, oh, melon's coming out. But we just like we did. They didn't say when. So they still haven't posted anywhere that this this melon flavor is out. But the other day I went to get something on Amazon and it was the first thing that popped up. And I was like, what the hell? So I instantly threw it in my cart and bought it. And then I looked through their social and I was like, I usually don't miss anything that they do on any of the I, I, I currently manage four five different Instagrams that follow them. And I feel like I would have saw this announcement. So I went, looked, nothing's there. 
didn't I was like whatever I already got it and then it came in while I was gone but I had one earlier today and it's really good they've also there's so you got a melon one that you found it on Amazon yeah okay they're doing a I don't know if they're gonna do this with everything but they're it was an eight pack which I thought was weird but it's an eight pack of 19.2 ounce cans so the can is actually taller it's weird, but I'm into it because you get like a little bit more, but you're getting less cans. I don't know. The whole thing's weird, but I was into it and the flavor's fucking great. But now I'm like, do I want all of these to be 19 ounce cans? Well, so that's, yeah, I, I have to see it. I, the, you could read a number to me. My brain doesn't understand how big that is in my hand. Okay. This would be, this is like a regular can. It's okay. six, 16.9 ounces. Ah. So think of the same thing, but like. It's like this much taller. Talking like an inch taller? Uh, yeah, kind of. I don't have one. I didn't bring one in with no, me because no, I already had one. So I'm just drinking a polar, but, but yeah, they're very, very, very delicious. So I just typed in uh, Liquid Death New Flavor and I found something on their store that I don't know if you know about. For a hundred, no, oh. for $100, you can be the first person to taste the next Liquid Death flavor. Oh, wait, what? Um, wait, liquid death recipe. Uh, here, I'll put it in chat, Steve. Uh, for a hundred bucks. Yeah, you could, I would pay that. (laughs) I've paid a hundred dollars for way, way less interesting things. Convicted melon. It's so good. I dig the red and it has that gold top, like all the other cans. You know what's really cool? This is such a genius move to just be like, hey, give me a hundred bucks and you can taste this before it comes out. Because all basically all you're you're paying them, right, to get the flavor first, which you're going to post on social media. So they're right. getting the free marketing. They're fucking genius. You're basically paying them, which is what I guess every company's been doing to us for years now, but we're paying to market their product. It's the the blue check mark. I love it. It's Twitter's blue check mark. Oh, that's, did you see that's jumping over to Facebook and Instagram too now? Shut up. Yeah, you can pay, you have to pay to be verified. It's like $11 instead of three or something. But is it actual verified? uh, I would hope so, but also I, don't know why anybody would do I don't know why anybody would do this. Why would you pay to for a blue check mark, a check mark? I don't get it. Unless you're like a, a a journalist or something. Then it makes sense. If you're a normal person or even a brand, I don't understand the point of it. Well, so like I if it was the same check mark as like the legitimate check mark, like if Rock and I can have the same check mark. I could I wouldn't pay monthly, but I would pay like a one-time fee for like a certification fee. You know, if it costs me ten dollars to for for Twitter to verify that I'm who I say I am, like yeah. that makes sense to me. Twelve per <sighs> month paid verification. Yeah. That's ins- I can see it being like okay, I guess if if you were to talk me into doing what you just said, I can see doing it like twelve bucks a year. Yeah. Like a dollar a month. Like that, I I personally wouldn't do it, but like for the brands, I would do it, if that makes sense. Cause there's I don't know. I just I don't think it matters. And I know it does I know it kinda does. Like 
Yeah, but I, for all the shit that people gave Twitter when this they rolled this out, now we're already seeing it on other platforms. Maybe yeah, he was onto something. No, no, he was. They're not. making that's, money. Their idiots are paying money. It, but that's what Meta does. All Meta does is just take everybody else's idea, whether it's good or bad, and then they run it, and then they get feedback, and they usually have to take it away. <laughs> Stupid. It makes no sense. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I, Twitter. Twitter is yeah. lifting their bans on cannabis. Cannabis advertisers can now advertise on Twitter. Oh, I mean that makes sense. I don't know why. You the can first... just, like porn is on Twitter. Yeah, but porn isn't a controlled substance the way cannabis is. Oh, true. Oh, oh wow. Okay, yeah. Good point. So, wow. I mean, it's it's. I literally wrote about it for my my uh, article this weekend or this month rather in Pulse. But essentially. They can um, announce who they are. <laughs> you could say that we exist as a company. We exist in this location, but they can't talk about the specifics about what they offer. They can't offer sales. Yeah. It's like still this weird gray area, but okay. it's coming. But wait, so like, what does that, how does that differ from, from Instagram? Like buds is all over Instagram. So Buds, it's kind of the same way, right? Buds can have an account. All these Twitter accounts could exist. They can talk about that they exist. They can say that they sell cannabis. They sell a controlled substance. They cannot say that we have this specific strain. They cannot say that uh, they're running a deal this week, two for one, through social media. There cannot be any depiction of someone actually consuming the product. Yeah, that makes sense. In some situations, there can't be any actual photographs of the product. Like I know Resonate at one point gotten their account suspended because of photos of just buds. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember uh, that. Flower. Yeah. Not to confuse the brands. No, no. Yeah, I, I. Good point. No, it was for the listener. <laughs> it wasn't for you. I know you're smart. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but I love your guts. So yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> but like, this is the other part of what I wrote for the column. Uh, Snoop Dogg got denied an ad again for the Super Bowl this year. How many more years do you think before we actually start seeing cannabis ads in the Super Bowl? Two. I think if you look back, okay, the Super Bowl is fascinating to me. Last, okay, every year, all these huge companies pay $7 million for 30 seconds and nobody cares about it. Last year, the only commercial people talked about was the Coinbase one of the, like the, um, what's it called? The QR code, like bouncing around. It had nobody in it. It was stupid. It made, it made no sense on paper to do it. They did it. They crushed this year. Every commercial sucked <laughs> except for the Tubi one because they did something different. It's the only one that people are talking about a week later. So I, I was in New Orleans when the Super Bowl was airing. Like we just got to the city. So we like, I barely watched it. So you missed nothing. I mean, there literally wasn't, wasn't one good commercial uh, or one what, commercial that like matters. What is the Tubi ad? Like the Tubi, Tubi ad uh, caused so many problems for people. So basically what they did was they used the two guys who announced the Super Bowl were the like the celebrities in it and they made it look like they were like, oh, welcome back to the big game, blah, blah, blah. And it looked like the game was back on 
And then all of a sudden on the screen, it like brought up the Tubi app and they went down and the channel changed. People were like breaking their TVs, getting in fights with their family, like screaming at their children because they legitimately thought somebody changed the channel. It was the only ad that people are talking about one week later. Nothing like literally none of the other commercials were were significant. The Dunkin Donuts one was was good, but like this is the only one that was different and it's the only one that's still getting talked about. That's like War of the Worlds kind of shit. It was incredible. Like just a genius genius move. Um but I think you're you're there's also like I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about how like David Dobrik or not David Dobrik, um, Mr. Beast was in a commercial. He was in a commercial yeah. for like two seconds. Yeah. He was like, like, I did see that one. It was like a chicken or something. I didn't, I didn't even see it until I saw it on Twitter, but like before the game, Logan Paul has that drink. It's like a, I don't know if it's an energy drink, but it's some kind of drink that he has. And it's like the official drink of X. Uh, what, what's the uh, UFC? I almost said XFL. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, <laughs> One of those things. XFL started. USFL started. There's so yeah. There's a bunch of stuff that doesn't make it anyway, to my radar. So, so but what about his drink? So this drink had a commercial. It was technically before the game. It wasn't during the Super Bowl, but it was the first creator-led brand to have a commercial around the Super Bowl. So now everybody's predicting the next jump is next year. We're going to have an actual creator-led. Uh, brand have a commercial in the game mr beast tried for something and it got denied i don't know what it was but it didn't make it i think mm. with that being even more like like oh we're getting closer to like eliminating like you need a celebrity type commercial that nobody cares about i think the next jump cannabis because you're seeing alcohol i was really surprised there were no non-alcoholic commercials like no like oh here's our non-alc beer whatever there were no seltzer ones um there was no seltzer ads no nothing unless pepsi a couple years ago pepsi like squeezed bubbly into their their like big ad and that was the only one but i think you're like two years away from seeing a cannabis ad once it becomes a national once it becomes legal nationally you'll it'll oh you'll see without a doubt without right a doubt, now that- you, you can't it doesn't make sense to pay that much money for something that you can't do that with See, I, I disagree. I feel like it's almost the Sonic mentality where like Sonic would come in and start I had Sonic, I had Sonic today. <laughs> That's what's up. I feel like Sonic would advertise in Connecticut or had did advertise in Connecticut three years before we even saw one within driving distance. Probably. Well, I guess the other but thing is like- That's a different strategy. That's not the most expensive ad. But there's, there's also, there's no, like, there's no national weed store. You know what I mean? They're all like little licenses. Like even like, I know cookies has like it's stuff, but you can't, it it doesn't make sense to like run a commercial for one little place. It would be like if it would be, uh, I don't know. So Steve had brought it up a little bit before on his thing. It would be weed maps. It'd be, it would be cannabis adjacent. It would be a service that, that satisfies multiple people. Like kind run, right? I could see oh, kind yeah, run yeah. advertising their services, but I agree mm-hmm. with you. It wouldn't be like, yeah, we wouldn't see cookies. We wouldn't see the major bloom Super Bowl ad. Yeah. Okay. That's but maybe at some point they can, they, the dispensaries can buy the one of the local spots. 
Like, yeah, I but if like- they can't, if they can't advertise anything, like, I just don't see the, I don't know. I guess I don't see the point in it. Like they're not, I don't, I wonder, I don't think they would be making enough money. Like I, I just, TV ads are so like old. Like <laughs> You don't even like they don't, there's no point to doing it. Uh, well, but if that's the case, then why did cannabis sales for the first time surpass alcohol sales in the state of Massachusetts in 2023? Like, no, they weren't. No, I mean commercial wise. That's what I mean. No, but what I'm saying is, like, it doesn't behoove the alcohol companies, but they, yeah, but they have so much money, and they can they can sell their product. Their product is sold all over the country. Budweiser right, so tastes I, the same here as it does in in fucking Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Like. If you can't say you have a specific strain, like, like I get the the app, like the kind run thing, like I that it makes total sense to me. I still don't. Are they making enough money to to justify spending that much money on something where you really can't? Oh talk yes. About your oh, they're fucking. They're they made one point three billion dollars in sales in the just in the year twenty twenty three, like. The, we've already surpassed $4 billion in sales since the inception. We're quickly approaching $5 billion. So like there's money being made. Oh, and no, I know. But I mean, does it make sense to spend a chunk Maybe of not that? Super Bowl, but definitely some type of advert. I, I, I don't know. We're kind of losing the narrative here. I'm losing it. To speak for myself. I mean, they do advert. They use like billboards. Like I see there's a million cannabis billboards. That's like all you really see now. And that right. I don't. Like, I mean, it must work, I guess. I don't, I don't believe that it does. I don't get the whole billboard thing, but like. You gotta, you gotta get attention somehow. I mean, nowadays billboards are novelty because they're becoming less and less, at least around here. They're so expensive. Is it like six grand or something? I I heard it was like, it's a good chunk for something that not as many people see as if you were to put like a hundred dollars behind a Facebook post. You just can't measure it the same way. Like you'd have to measure it off a of daily traffic count since you don't have that same like understanding that this person saw it. Like you don't have that confirmation, I guess is my point. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of a brand, what is a what is more, I don't know, legitimate to you, a Facebook ad or a billboard? Facebook ad. Oh, see, I disagree. I think if I see a brand that can have, like, I know billboards are expensive. If I see a brand that wants to pay for a billboard, even just to say, hey, this is who we are. That's that's a pretty exposure. Like I don't know, it's a big exposure campaign. Tito's did it. Tito's did it fucking for a while. It was like from Austin to Boston. Yeah, I know. Uh, oddly enough, there's a liquor store not in Worcester, but it's really close. Um, and they had a Tito's mural put on the side of it, but they couldn't put Tito. Like you can't put the name Tito's on a mural because it's advertising. Even though it's not in the city, it's like still in the state. So they they have, I don't even know if they could do the from Austin to Boston. I think they had to take that off too, but it's just the orange and black, like like the little, the dotted thing from Austin to Boston and like a horse or something. You you know, everybody knows it's Tito's. It's it's black and orange. Really? Like, yeah, but it was, and they didn't realize it when they first like commissioned it or something. It was a whole thing. It was kind of genius that it still works just as well, but and like obviously Tito's doesn't have to pay for that. Like the liquor store put it up. It's because it's not an ad. It was like you know what I mean? Like it's not a like Somebody Tito's- had to ask. I I got to believe Tito's threw them some money. Or Tito's know. distributor did. 
Yeah, probably the distributor, but I mean, like, but you still technically can't put the name on there. So right. now they just have this weird thing, but like now you're just relying on like brand recognition, which clearly Tito's has a lot of. It was, it was fascinating. I was like, I fucking love that shit. Hmm. But then it also goes back to like, why, if that, if people know your brand that well, why are you paying for advertising? To like, or stay- like traditional advertising. It doesn't make any sense when you could just do something like that where everybody knows what it is. Sick. Yeah, but they only know what it is because they've spent the time and energy introducing people to what it is. Yeah, but you don't have to do it anymore. Well, then how do you get people to know what you are? Every Everybody knows what it is. How come everybody doesn't know what seltzer time is yet, if it's that easy? Well, we're a lot different than Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> there's no like 17, uh, I, we do not condone underage drinking. No, but there's no 17 year old who's like, yo, dude, my sister's boyfriend got me some seltzer time stickers. <laughs> How sick is this? Like put it in a water bottle and hide it in your room. <laughs> <laughs> Rappers aren't mentioning us yet. It's weird. I don't get it. But they should. <laughs> All right, people, that's where we're going to end this one. Uh, you have wasted another half hour or so of your time, and for that, we are forever grateful. Find us on the interweb, seltzertime.com, where we have merch and other shenanigans happening. Find me at Hunchback Travis. Uh, you guys can find me at DickChuck77, as well as Seltzer Time Official. Yeah, and again, shout out to our producer, Steve. Thank you so much. Check out his Nerds of Unknown Origin podcast where you can find yeah. podcast i said that right didn't i no <laughs> what is it nerds of unusual origin nerds of unusual origin i knew i said it weird <laughs> you make sure to check out his podcast nerds of unusual origin where you find podcasts if you're into sports or nerdy culture shit hey wait i love sports <laughs> yeah i heard that i'll be honest sorry if this episode sounded funny uh nikki and i went down to uh Nancy, no, Nancy Chang's, <laughs> and I had a zombie with dinner, and I feeling a little good. What's a zombie? Uh, really high alcoholic content drink. I don't really oh, even know what's in it. And now I have crazy uh, dry mouth. That happens. I, I could. I literally heard your mouth go from like saliva to nothing. You could hear the pops <laughs> and clicks. I, I, I could hear it because I was listening. I like I. I listened for like the S's and I listened for pops and everything. So I'm like, his, he got dr- like cotton mouth real bad. <laughs> That's so funny. Incredible. All right. People. That's amazing. See you next week. Bye. Bye.